Property Boss Mums, your podcast and community that helps you create wealth through property. Sponsored by Active Property Investing. We specialise in helping busy professionals find quality investment properties across Australia. Artemis Finance, finding the perfect loan for your unique needs, guiding you every step of the way to save you time and money. Elaine Stack Real Estate, investment property consultants, specialising in maximising returns and minimising your stress. Hi everyone, welcome to Property Boss Mums. I'm Emma Allen. I'm Sharon Bay. And I'm Elaine Stack. And you know what's really hot at the moment? People are wondering how they get into the property market and what are the greatest challenges, but such an important part of investing is building a deposit. My guess is we all did it differently, did we? I don't know. Maybe we did. Probably. Yeah. Let's find out because there's definitely more than one way to build a deposit. Um, So... Sharon, do you want to kick us off? Yes, sure thing. Well, um, when I bought my first property, there was a first home buyer's grant of $7,000. And I had no idea about this. My, Mm -hmm. I'd just started my first full-time job straight out of uni. And my parents said, guess what, Sharon, we've got a deposit for a house. We're buying it in your name. Wow. (laughs) Yes. And I went, what are you talking about? They said, yep, here's a deposit. You'll get $7,000 from the government and we've got a deposit all saved, ready to go. You're buying a, a property. I went, oh, okay, thanks, mum and dad. Great. <laughs> so in a lot of ways, I it was foisted onto me. I had no choice, but I bought it. I still have that property. And um, that they put a pretty good chunk into the property. It's now grown in value. And that's how I actually bought my second property from the equity that had grown in that first one. So the first property, you know, the entire family moved in, it was (laughs) our home. Um, Then when I um, got married, that's when I bought what I consider my actual first property. Mm -hmm. But I borrowed hundred, 110% of it because I had the equity there. So, and I didn't have savings because I didn't even think about buying a, you know, a home to live in. But at that point in time, we we're paying rent, even though rates were at 7% or I think it was seven and a half, it was actually cheaper yeah. to buy a property and pay a mortgage yeah. um, than paying rent. Wow. So yeah. So basically look, parents, yeah help from the parents. That's what, that's how I started. And it wasn't even on my radar, but I'm just glad that my parents said, this is what we're doing, or this is what you're doing. <laughs> and um, yeah, push me into it. The bank of mum and dad. Yes, we need to ask you more right. about that. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Leigh? I think my story is a little bit different again. Um, we arrived in Australia, myself and my now husband um, in 98 um, and I think I came to Australia with just under a thousand dollars. Wow. So, yeah. Um, and we moved in with my brother. We were staying with him. He was renting in Bondi at the time and we moved in with him for a couple of weeks until we got a job. And then we rented our first apartment in Bondi. Um, and we just went straight into work. We decided we were going to stay and applied for a bridging visa. And then we got residency. And soon after getting residency, um, because we'd been working the whole time and Oliver was 
particularly a good saver. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided we wanted to buy a property and that's how I got into real estate. And so that's how we did it. We had just saved, 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 saved. We were young, we're 23. Um, so mm-hmm. no bank of mom and dad for us. Mm-hmm. Um, always had support. And yeah. if we needed anything, you know, when we came to Australia first and to this day, we still have it. We have Oliver's mom gave us her credit card, a copy of her credit card. And every couple of years, the same credit card arrives in the post. We're now in our 40s. <laughs> um, and we had to use it once. We had to use it once in the early days, but we didn't have to use it. Well, since kids, yes, we get to yeah. use it for birthday presents. But other than that, we didn't. So, yeah, yeah, that's how we. So did you have the full, do you save the full 20% deposit or did you pay lender's mortgage insurance? We at the paid time? the lender's yeah. mortgage insurance, okay. but we had a 10% um, and we got the 7,000 as well. Oh, yeah, good on you. Yeah, I know. We <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah. I'm going to buck the trend now. I didn't get my seven and a half thousand. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so at that time, oh, look, you know, I did everything I was supposed to do. I went to uni, got a good job, then worked out that I couldn't even afford to buy in the area that I grew up in. So that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, so I did start to work and save money. So I had to save my 10% deposit. I paid my Mm -hmm. LMI. um, But to buy something that I wanted to live in in Sydney was actually a little bit out of reach. Mm -hmm. So I took my money and I invested and I did the whole rent vesting thing, which is kind of, it is a big part of what we do now professionally. Um, But I I lived and walked that path. So Mm -hmm. I forfeited my seven and a half thousand Mm -hmm. and I bought where I could afford and I continued living in Mossman where I was with my then boyfriend at the time, now husband. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got my foot into the property market. How different. We're all three Completely different yeah. stories. That's funny. And it's probably why investing is such a big part of my life because I yeah. have been the rent vester. I've done it with one child. I've done it with a, as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so the journey definitely reflects, I think, what you're capable of doing at, at that time. But that foot on the ladder was so vital to us being able to grow the equity and bring it back into Sydney to buy our home. And, and that's, that's what you did. That's what we did. How how long did it take you, Emma? Um, at that time, oh, maybe four or five years. Oh, okay. That's relatively yeah. short. It yeah. grew, the equity grew faster than we could have saved yeah, yeah, and saved it. Yeah. But then we were also saving. So we were adding cash to mm-hmm. equity to then purchase yep. yeah, our yep. first home in Sydney. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've lived it. I've lived it. <laughs> so that's funny. So I've lived my story as well. And I don't think, um, just so you know, whoever's listening, is we don't prep these podcasts. And so I didn't know that story, Emma. Yeah. And then my story is we bought Renovate Sold and then kept doing that. And that's what I encourage people to do. So how funny is that? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good though, because then we, we walk the talk. Yeah, do. that's right. You yeah. know, if yeah. we've lived the experience, yeah. know firsthand. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And that first step is so scary. Mm. Yeah. Because um, you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah. That's right. Especially if you're, you know, for me, buying interstate. Yeah. Sight unseen. Did Sight the whole unseen. thing. Sight unseen. Wow. Yep. Did the research. Learned yep. the research. Mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people be thinking right now is, oh, that was back in that time or yeah. that 10 years ago or 20 years. But I really don't think... Yes, the cost of living has gone up and yes, Sydney is expensive, but the same strategies can be put in place to be able to achieve that from a young age. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's the mindset and we get that question asked all the time, where, what's going to happen? Now I do joke and say, I'm buying a property 
in, um, I pick Kirribilli, right? So I'm buying yep. a property in Kirribilli, leaving the kids in the house. I'm moving into the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't have to do that. And I think it's still, those strategies can be put in place for young people. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, look, I from the clients that I see and um, the ones that do have a smaller mortgage on their home, what they have done is exactly what you have both done, which is they've bought a property whether they lived in it or not, waited until the equity grew, sold it, then went into another property, um, waited till the equity grew, sold that. And then by then they have a large, you know, a large deposit to put onto their home. So um, at this stage, I think, especially with the prices the way they are, when you buy a property, it's not going to be your, you know, forever home. I think it's going, yeah, Yeah. it's so hard to be in that position unless you have help from mum and dad. But um, yeah, it's, you need to see it as a stepping stone to, you know, your find, oh. your your destination. Yeah, you yeah. stole the words right out of my mouth. One hundred percent. So I think that's what's changed the whole idea of one house, one career, you know, forever yes. home mm-hmm. is now all stepping stones. Yeah, yeah. so that's I think right. you nailed it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's how it is now. I yeah. think this um, this with kids at the moment as well, and teaching them you don't have to have everything now, and saving and teaching kids how to save. From yeah. an early age. Mm-hmm. And I know what my 13-year-old at the moment, I, I, I need this new fishing rod. I need it. I need it. Well, you don't. And this is, you know, trying to teach them from an early age. And yeah. I think that goes into their 20s then. And they decide, okay, I want to buy a property. But it's not going to happen tomorrow. You have to take your time. You have to do the saving. That's and right. you have to save for the deposit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And property is such a large investment. So we're not talking about going out and buying, you know, a bottle of wine. Mm. We're, we're really, ta- it takes months, years. I think the average time to save a deposit in Sydney is now 12 years. But there's Gosh, one wow, issue crazy. with that. There's yep. an issue with that. Mm-hmm. That's assuming property prices don't change, yeah. which they will in 12 years. So that is an ongoing moving target. So I guess the question would be, if someone was trying to get in and reap the benefits of the next 12 years, what ways could they get a deposit mm-hmm. that maybe our listeners might not have thought of? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I mean, at the moment, um, you do pay lenders in mortgage insurance, LMI, and you've both paid it. But I think there are times when you do just have to say, yep, look, it's, we don't have the 20% deposit. It's going to take us forever to save that. And like you said, Emma, property prices will increase in that time. So you're forever chasing. Um, So normally for a home, the minimum deposit you need is 5%. Okay. Um, and then you pay lender's mortgage insurance. And when you when I say you pay it, you can have that added onto your mortgage. So you don't pay. It's not an upfront payment. Um, if you're looking to buy an investment property, there are some lenders out there that will do the same. 5% mm-hmm. deposit is all you need. Um but then you also need to pay the stamp duty. So you need to add that on top of your savings. So you can either save that, but another way, another strategy is to use a guarantor. Mm-hmm. So it could be parents, if they've got equity in their home and they're willing to um, provide their home as additional security for the bank, mm-hmm. they may or may not have a mortgage on it. They may or may not be working basically in any of those um, scenarios, there is a lender who will consider it. Um, so as long as they've got equity and they need to have 
advice, financial and legal advice to understand what exactly they're getting into because there are serious ramifications if you default on that mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty much going to be at risk with their home. Um So they can help to provide that deposit. So you might have a small deposit saved. You can make the rest of it up through your parents' property. Um, And you can do that actually with, you know, with multiple children. So I've had cases where the parents have said, look, we've got our home. uh, We don't owe anything on it. Uh, We're actually not even working. We're retired, but we've got two children and we're going to help eat both of them. Can we do that? And the answer is yes, we can do that. We can help them. They had a small amount saved up. They actually didn't end up using it as a deposit. They used it to renovate their homes. Mm-hmm. And within a couple of years, we had we revalued the homes and we were, it had gone up so much in value that we were able to remove the parents as guarantors. Amazing. So, so great. what percentage does the home have to increase in value to release the parent guarantor? Yep. Yeah, so it's... Um, we need the loan to be 80% of the value. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I was going to say was it doesn't necessarily have to be parents either. It can also okay. be siblings mm-hmm. uh, that can be guarantors and it can also be, you know, aunts and uncles or close, you know, close family members. So as okay. long as they're happy to do that, there are banks that will, um, yeah, lend you, you know, a hundred and 5%. So the 100% of the purchase price plus 5%, which is the stamp duty typically in New South Wales anyway. Yeah. That's brilliant. So really we can create a deposit through cash savings is what we're saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, We can leverage equity if you already have a property, but if you're starting off and you want to get in, then possibly using a guarantor from another family member Mm -hmm. um, or a combination of, of the two. Yeah. 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 That's right. Fantastic. Um, any more thoughts around? I think um, something to remember for young people especially is you don't have to buy in the area that you want to live in. You yeah. will be ahead of your time there, Emma, with um, doing rent vesting. But a lot of people, um, so they want to live in the eastern suburbs, but they don't, um, they can't afford to buy in the eastern suburbs and they're pushing. So they can look at, you know, they might buy... Um, I'm not going to use a city example. I can't even think of it at the moment, but um, they can um, invest in another area and hold that property for a couple of years and then look at, you know, changing that over and living where, or they might move from that area because you don't know. Life changes in the plan as well. So that's right. And I think one of the misconceptions about Sydney is that people can't afford to live perhaps in that middle ring. But the reality is there are houses that you can buy for about a million dollars if you were willing to go a little bit further afield. Yeah. And there are plenty of communities that are thriving, you know, in the northwest and the southwest, which Mm. are beautiful places to live. Mm -hmm. It's just that sometimes we have the idea of, you know. Yes. The ideal suburb and and when we're already established. But um, that's fantastic. So let's catch up again because there's lots more that we need to talk about around loans and how to really utilise um, all the facilities that are available to investors and home buyers. And we'll catch up again soon. But that I think in a nutshell, that means that deposits can be created in all different ways. All righty, catch you soon. Bye. Bye.